And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, July 22nd, almost 10 p.m. But we have plenty of Celtics news, plenty of NBA stuff. uh, Good show ahead of us. But before that, Sam and I have been – we set a goal at the start of the summer. We we, we said – we started posting every day at the beginning of June. Uh, June 1st, we started our daily uploads and we said, let's get to 1k by the start of next season. And it is July 22nd and we just hit a thousand, which we hit it nuts, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm celebrating with some ice cream. I'm very thankful that we had such quick success. Yeah. I mean, during a time period where there's like nothing, we're yeah. like, wow. Yeah. How are we going to get through a summer worth of content in <laughs> We've done a consistent job of getting stuff up every day, and it's worked out pretty well for us. So very thankful for anybody that watches our stuff. If you're new, make sure you subscribe. Join the other thousand people. Hit the notification (laughs) bell. All of that. And we want to say thank you for finding us. And if you enjoy us, we are happy to entertain you. So we very much appreciate it. Thank you. I was hyped. I was heading to golf today. We were. I stopped at the gas station and I, I just pulled out my phone and it just said a thousand. Like it was at nine ninety nine when I left. I'm like, of course I find this out when I'm not like at home or whatever. But hey, I'm very glad you guys enjoyed summer league content because that really picked. Yeah, it that was up. big for us. We should have went to <laughs> you Vegas. Guys love that, right? We should next year. Maybe we'll go next year. Maybe we'll, that'll be the plan. How about them all yeah, takes on we, Vegas? Maybe we will. Would be cool. But yeah, thank It'd you guys for trip. subscribing. If you watch and you're not subscribed. Just hit the button. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Right? Just, just hit it. Like, why not? Right? Uh, but thank you very much for helping us get. We owe you t-shirts too. So, oh my God, we do owe Rattles yeah, t-shirts. It'll happen. Not, not we'll right get away. it out. We'll get it out. We got to get somebody to make the design and all that good stuff. But you will get your Rattles shirts, Landon. Don't you worry. But uh, we do have Celtics news. We just wanted to say that beforehand. Uh, we can start with Grant Williams, who went on the JJ Reddick podcast. He also went on Theo Pinson's podcast. We talked about that briefly in a Grant Williams reaction video where we talked about the trade a little bit. Uh, so go check that out if you want. He talked about the Jimmy Butler altercation, excuse me. But he went on JJ Reddick's podcast, The Old Man in Three, with JJ Reddick and Tommy Alter. Uh, he talked about a few things. First one we have on our, our show sheet here. Uh, he talked about the differences between Ime Odoka and Joe Missoula, uh, basically saying Ime Odoka understood the importance of defense. You know, if a team scores 80, 90 points, no matter how points we score, we're going to give our chance a good you know, good chance of winning. Uh, I think Joe is a little bit more of offensive. Like if we make 23s, we're going to win each game, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I understand both out- outlooks. And I think we both agree that the, the conversation we've ones, had many a time on the yeah, podcast, the difference between fought- these two guys. We fought over it. We've had our disagreements about it too. Um, I understand like both sentiments, right? And I I tried to explain this when we were talking. I think we had this conversation last pod. Like, it is like you're not gonna hold a team to 80 points. You're just not gonna hold a team to 80 points anymore. You're not gonna hold a team to 90 points anymore. Like, it's just not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Even the worst team out there, like the Rockets are gonna score 120 on you on their best day. So like I understand the thought process of okay, if we're hitting our threes and if we get really good three point shots, they will fall. But like at the same time, I don't think there was enough of a balance last year. I feel like obviously, and we've talked about the Joe Missoula point too. We've talked about like okay, Joe Missoula 
is thrown into a tough situation, and he was. And I, I feel like he almost saw the defensive success the Celtics had the year prior, said, okay, you know, they'll still be this good on defense. Let's focus in on offense. And then the defense slipped. So I just think there has to be a better balance heading into next season. But based on Grant Williams' comments, it just seemed like he preferred the defensive side. Uh, so he preferred, yes. like, the coaching style of Udoka. But um, I, I understand both philosophies. It's just they, Joe's got to have a better balance next year. So Jack has not gotten a chance to listen to this yet. So there was, like, a, also yeah. another tidbit to Grant's talking about offense versus defense with Joe Missoula. He kind of cites a disconnect on the defensive end. Something that was caused by when the offense wasn't working, things didn't translate over to the defensive end. And I, to my memory, he even cites himself as an example of that. Like when he wasn't able to get in the flow of the offense or he wasn't playing consistent minutes, he wasn't able to bring it on defense. I think I, I don't remember that verbatim. Yeah. But he certainly gives off a vibe on this episode where he favors Yudoka in comparison to Joe Missoula. He he discusses Ime Yudoka was much more straightforward with us. You understood where you were at, where the rotation was at, things like that. And it was that's what I was gonna say, like to you very maybe Udoka, clearly. Maybe because Yudoka played him. That's what I was gonna say. Well, that but like there were times with Yudoka where he wasn't playing. He no, cites I know. I a was game just, yeah. where I think Luca, when Luca hit one of the game winners against Celtics, and he's like, I wasn't playing that game. Like I was in the doghouse with Ime. So yeah, yeah. It happened under both guys, but whatever Ime did in terms of communicating the role that Grant was going to play yeah. sat better with Williams, you know, instead of like he cites like Joe's all into analytics and things like that. He didn't seem to like Joe Mazzulla's coaching style. It definitely rubbed him the wrong way. And like you yeah. said, very well could have something to do with, I don't know, Missoula not playing him out of the blue at the end of the season and yeah. Tatum Brown having to go to bat for him and fight for his minutes. You know what's crazy? So absolutely, that that could for sure have impacted. That's crazy. I people. see this on Twitter all the time. People like pull up Grant Williams' uh, basketball reference page and, and, and they counter the argument. They're like, what do you mean he didn't play? He played in 78 games like – that doesn't tell the story. Let, let's not act like he, he's 79 games even. Like, let's not act like by the end of the season, he wasn't just getting in the game in garbage time. and barely, You know what I'm Correct. saying? Like, he he really wasn't earning the same minutes. And and even though it doesn't mean much, like, hearing two DNPs, he hadn't had a DNP in, like, two seasons before that. So it's like, th those were significant lack of minutes for him towards the end of the season. An inconsistent role. He had a couple games below 10 minutes, a couple games below uh, 20, which he was getting consistently in years prior. So, like... It, it just felt like he wasn't a part of Joe Missoula's plans, which did lead to Tatum and Brown going to bat for him. Uh, and then you, you have it on the show sheet here as well. Like he said, as soon as they traded for Persingis, he was kind of like, yeah, probably not going to be back here. Um, yeah. Grant went into detail about like his whole understanding of his future with the Celtics. And you mentioned it. He goes, you know, like even before a free agency happened before Chris stops and we made the trade, he knew he wasn't going to be back. Yeah. And he, he goes, not because of anything bad or anything like that. It was just more so about the opportunity that other teams could offer him, where he sees himself as a player down the road and how it's been going. He goes, I want to win. I also want to compete and impact winning and be of value to a team, both on and off the floor. I thought I had that a little bit in Boston. Then the role was a little bit diminished slash up and down in that last year. 
And I was coming back to a situation where I was going to be in a similar position, probably. And then you add in Chris stops and that made it almost a 100% guarantee that I'd be moving. So he was, he was screwing around a little bit as the free agency loomed. He had us fooled a little bit because he was involved with public appearances for the team. And he was, I don't know if that was for the team. I think that might've just like, I feel like that was probably, you know how smart still was at his Boston camp. Yeah. Like like a Celtics, like a junior Celtics camp or something. I could be wrong. Oh, I don't know if it was that, but even so, like, I feel like that's like a Marcus smart thing. Like, are you still going to do this in Boston? Even though you're trade? Like, I feel like maybe it's just a prior commitment thing. I doubt he was like intentionally trying to mess with the narrative. I bet he was just like fulfilling a commitment. Well, he was playing coy. He was like, well, sure. But like, like, what do you get back? I would like to contribute. Yeah. He said like all the cookie cutter stuff that you're supposed to say. Exactly. Well, because if he didn't say that, it would have been a whole, oh, Grant's gone. What are they going to do? Like, that was probably just like a respect thing for Brad, honestly, at that point. Like, he's like, he's putting Brad in a tough position. Maybe he doesn't uh, want to close yeah. the door on it, just in yeah. case. Was, was there any other big things from the Reddit pod? Like I said, I haven't been able to. to he talked about the I'm going to make both. Did he? he what did he say? He was mad about it for like about a day. Then he started to like think it was funny, which is fair. Yeah. You got to leave it at him. that point. They uh, asked him about <clears throat> the Bucks game seven, and he talked about he shot 18 threes in that game, and he was thankful <laughs> that they went in. That's nuts. Yeah, he was like he was confused that they were leaving him open because he felt confident early in the series and he had been knocking down his shots and they just decided to leave him and dare him to shoot threes. And Ime and Tatum both got into him in that game and were like, shoot the ball. And then he realized he was going to take a bunch of threes like Coach Bud ball, baby revelation. (laughs) It's Coach Bud defense right there for you. (laughs) Yeah. Coach Bud, just a mastermind of uh, (laughs) playoff basketball. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what was the guess? Oh, do you think? Grant Williams starts in Dallas next year. Who they got? They got Kyrie Luca, guaranteed starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, beside them, I think Josh Green should start. I see some starting. I, I agree. Hardaway Jr., he but had, I think Josh Green should start. Josh Green had like a little bit of a, a step up season. I wouldn't say a breakout season, good. but, but he had really like good. a little like, oh, this guy, this guy might be something real. Like he shot forty percent from three. Put out a. A statement on a podcast where he was like him and Jaden Hardy are both like considered valuable trade assets. So yeah, the consensus on Josh Green is that he can play. He can I ball. Think he start. And with Dallas, he can certainly fill a role. <laughs> Aside from that, Christian Wood's gone. Uh, I think Dwight Powell's probably still going to be the starter at, at center. I think, so I think it sh- does leave a space yeah. for Grant to start. I think it'll be Grant or Maxi Kleber at the four. And then I, I think they'll probably start with Powell starting or Richon Holmes. He's fine too. But like, yeah. I think Derek, Derek Lively should grow into that starting role. He I think that Holmes trade league. was really a steal for Dallas, not to yes. branch too far off the Celtics, but Holmes was playing really good basketball for Sacramento. <laughs> they trade for Sabonis and he falls out of the rotation and he's making what? $12 million a year. Cause he earned the contract. Yeah. And then Dallas gets him for free. And picks up a first rounder. Prosper, who's the Celtics. Pretty good wanted. deal for Dallas. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Hol- yes. Holmes also had that thing where he was away from the court for a while dealing with family stuff. So, like, I think he just got displaced in the rotation for a while. But yeah, like you said, he's a good player. He averaged 14 points and eight rebounds. They kind of got a free guy. <laughs> they did. They did get a free guy. So good for them. Uh, and I mean, Sacramento did it for a reason. They didn't need him. They needed the cap space, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, correct. They're fine too. But they did not need him anymore. They have Sabonis, who's an yeah. All NBA level center now, mm-hmm. like playing well for them. They just had a great but, season, and 
Holmes wasn't a part of that. Yeah, but Loki, that Dallas team, like they're a lot better now. They they like made a lot of improvements this season. Dallas had a great it, like, off season, phenomenal off season. Like they they they'll have a starting lineup of what Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Grant Williams, and then Dwight Powell slash Return Holmes or whatever you want to throw out at center. And then off the bench, like Seth Curry, they'll have Tim Hardaway Jr. if he's still there, Maxi Kleber, like Prosper, Lively. They've got a really solid team. Jaden Hardy. Dante Exum, they've got a real solid team. Dante Exum back. <laughs> yeah, back in the NBA. Uh, yeah, Grant Williams, I, I, I'd say he'd probably start. I'd lean Makes towards sense. Starts, Makes but. sense that they wanted him. Makes sense from what he said about Perfect fit. the opportunity and where he sees himself as a player. Makes sense that a starting role is a thing with Dallas. With the Celtics, it just wasn't going to be a thing, maybe ever, mm-hmm. especially now that Chris Dops is on the team. Okay, you have Horford, Rob Williams. Like those are the two big guys that are in contention for the starting lineup. Tatum Brown, specifically Tatum in the forward spot. Grant Williams isn't going to edge any of those guys out of the starting lineup. No. And if he does, it's Horford down the line when he begins to age. But even then, I'd rather Rob. And now that Porzingis is on the team, there's just no room for him. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, with how Jason Kidd treated Christian Wood last year, like you can't defend, you can't get minutes. Like, I feel like Greg could get like 30 minutes a night in Jason Kidd's rotation. Like he loves yes. defense and he'll play. Uh, and so. even, even to like my, like, Oh, they're going to miss Grant when Horford gets like really old. Like even then he's just playing a bench role. So if, mm-hmm. if he really wanted a larger role with a team, then Dallas is just not the place. Dallas is perfect for him. So he also, Oh, little, little tidbit name drops, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Chicago, New York as teams. He spoke with maybe one more. Ooh. Interesting. Charlotte, he mentioned as well. So four, four teams that would have potentially taken Grant. New York. Interesting. Okay. He went west. Yeah, they're probably trying to get rid of Randall. Can't blame him. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, All right. Next problems. thing we have, we have Jalen Brown news because, of course, we do. Uh, Jalen Brown went away overseas. Obviously, we talked about that. Delayed his extension talks, but he's back. He's back in the United States. He did a community event in Dorchester. Uh, I think a new court opened up. But he went there, made an appearance. He spoke on the news, et cetera. Spoke to reporters, talked about it. Uh, you know, Washburn, Gary Washburn said he expects talks to resume this week. Or I think he threw in like they could re- resume next week too. Uh, there was a joke in the Celtics blog chat that said they really got to stop using that line because it's been next week for the past two months. <laughs> but, yeah. Like it's never going to happen. It's just never going to happen, I guess. But uh, he was in Spain at an MBPA event. Again, like we said last time we talked about this in the show was a prior engagement. I don't think it was a big deal, but uh, as Sam wrote here, issued a blanket statement in regards to his feelings on the organization. He made an appearance. Uh, on abc news oh this was not the event this was not the event he was on like national news oh yeah it was part of a sit down and he talked to them about what his foundation's doing a lot of good work a lot of um community work with boston schools specifically he discusses but yeah go ahead yeah, he said, I just see an opportunity, a lot to learn, a lot to improve on. You can't take for granted the opportunities you get. It's a privilege to be in a winning organization with a winning team. So it'll be great to bring back the guys, try to go on another run. Sounds like he wants to come back. And then obviously at the event, he talked about as long as I'm here, things like this will happen. Talking about, you know, his event in Dorchester that was at the, the event. contract. So, oh, no. The issues no, with no. the contract. <laughs> no. no. Um, yes. So the from everything. Event. 
from everything Jalen Brown is saying, it sounds like deal is going to happen. But at the same time, we're getting an update from Brian Robin Matt's live saying, despite Steven's optimism, the absence of a super max deal nearly three weeks in free agency is a little bit noteworthy, giving the, the factors and play for both sides. There are issues to work out per sources, trade kicker possibilities, player option for a fifth year, etc. That come as no surprise at this point. However, it will be interesting to see just which side gives in on their preferred terms for a deal. So it does still sound like they are going back and forth on these minute details. I can't imagine a world where it doesn't get done. It's just, I would love to actually yeah. see just like the absolute posturing going on in these stupid negotiations. <laughs> like, no, we don't want to give you this. Really? Like, why? At this point, why? 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 What, what are you breaking his balls for right now? Who, Brown? Like, or Steve, yeah, like, what, what, are, what are they about? breaking his balls for? Like, who cares? Give him, <laughs> give him like what he wants. Like, even if he gets, like, I don't know, he doesn't take, like, the full Supermax. What does it save you? Nine million a season, if that? Or nine million yeah, total? Like, some of the stuff deal. that's been bounced around? That's a big deal in terms of the tax. And I, I don't mean that in the context of what they'll have to pay. I mean that in the context of the CBA, et cetera. Well, yes, but also, like, okay, he's on a Supermax for five years. If he's giving up nine million, that's less than two million a season. Does it really matter? Well, yeah, because you're paying, like, is this what, an every penny count situation? You think? I, I think so. I do. I, it's Maybe. just, I, I wouldn't like my line. Isn't the, the player option. Give him the player option. He's, he's an all NBA player. Like give, just give him a player option. In the fifth year. I think that's dumb. <clears throat> the trade kicker is interesting that that's something that they're like quibbling over. I don't like whatever, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I, at this point, just give him the Supermax with the player option, and and maybe Jalen says, okay, trade kicker can go, and the Celtics are like, mm. okay, we'll give you the player option. Uh, but obviously, I'm not negotiating, so I'm not. <laughs> me, me just saying all that and rambling isn't exactly how easy negotiations are in real life. But uh, I don't know. Interesting. It, do you agree? It does sound like Jalen's like, okay, I'll probably be back Like from everything he's talking about. It sounds like he uh, is going to be back, yeah. So did Grant. <laughs> Grant well, Grant was like, yeah, you know, I'm happy to help this team win in any way I can. So I suppose these guys, this is just another example of you have to say this stuff. Like if you go back and you watch the clip of him on ABC News saying the quote that we have in the rundown here. It's just like it's almost like somebody handed it to him. Like it's yeah. very generic. It's a great place to play winning, winning this, winning that. Yeah, we want to go back and make another run. Like, cool. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to say. I don't think that he wants to leave. I think his involvement in the community speaks more to that than what this blanket statement says, which we also sure. talked about. So it's fair to discuss. I'm not worried about him wanting to not sign an extension right now. I, I think, yeah, and I've said this before. These, this is not a contract he's signing with the Celtics. He's signing a five-year max extension, Supermax, to play in the NBA. <laughs> Whether it's for the Celtics or not is yet to be seen. So, of course, he wants to get as much money as he can guaranteed. Well, it'll be it, at least next year because they can't trade him next year. <laughs> right. But there is no reason for Jalen Brown not to want to sign this deal. Yeah. Unless he does not want to spend another second with the organization, which it just doesn't seem like. Agreed. So if, if you want to take anything away from the blanket statement, he isn't trying to request a trade. 
<clears throat> good. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, but I mean, you compared it to Grant, so that means you think Jalen's getting traded for two seconds, right? That's that's what you yeah, by that. That's it. <laughs> Same thing. Big, right? big uh, tax move. Of course, of course. All right. Next Celtics thing we have is a Malcolm Brogdon news. Uh, apparently. Celtics have been getting maybe phone calls or speculation. Teams have been calling the Celtics about, uh, excuse me, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, but they've been getting shut down by Boston per Steve Bulpet. Mm. He wrote, we asked him, uh, this is a source who talked to Bulpet. We asked about him. We were told that he's a valued member of their team. They said that he's a valued member of their team and that's where it ended. Uh, I don't know if that changes down the line, but we didn't get anywhere. And I'm pretty sure we aren't the only team that got that response good i mean you can't yes. trade him for nothing as much as i rag on oh Brogdon, yeah jack you can't him him. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> what was what was one of the things you uh put out there that day we did all the brogdon trades that i was just like what did you just say i don't know i don't know what you're there was a guy. few that was like really that guy like you willing to give up for that little like even like royce o'neill was like a head scratcher i don't even think i hated that one I'm curious to go back. I might actually do that. We, oh, we that I think it was. I think it was Royce O'Neal and was it Patty Mills or was it Finney Smith too? It might have been Patty Mills. And it, and I, I think I don't like that as much. Obviously now because you got O'Shea Brissett, you got Jordan Walsh. This was pre-draft, pre-free agency. It was um, when they needed. Well, this might have even been pre-Marcus or was it post-Marcus? It was post. Okay. Okay. We Maybe. were discussing um, it because we were like, well, he was floated as part of that trade like it was reported he was getting traded i'm sure he's not thrilled so they kind of have to trade him so it sounds like i was wrong yeah it sounds like they uh, don't have to trade him mm -hmm. so bobby manning of clns friend of the show retweeted the steve bullpets tweet when he was sending out this article or like publishing it or whatever and Bobby said, it's unbelievable how much fan sentiment turned against him over a freak injury. He's very good. It was critical often, but he was never worth dumping, and they'll need him now. We'll see how his health progresses. And I responded to it, and I think this is the best I've ever been able to, like, summarize my thoughts on Brogdon, uh, obviously without going too much over the line. I said my thing was more with the way he played slash they used him. When he joined the team, the whole idea was another facilitator, but it felt like by the end of the postseason, he was just a spot-up shooter with tunnel vision when driving. And I said, I hope they use utilize him differently with Smart gone. And then someone said, nobody told y'all he was coming here to be a point guard. And I think that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my true. life. I think but also, true. like, everybody not named Tatum and Brown was essentially used as a spot-up shooter for the most part, except for Rob and Marcus Smart at times. I know, but that's why I, said, I don't think that's why I said I don't think they used him right because the whole Correct. thing after the finals this past year was they need more facilitating. Then they got a guy who averaged seven assists two seasons ago, and they just didn't use him as a facilitator. It did, like that just makes no sense. And even when he was like, I don't want to say use as a facilitator. Even when they put the ball in his hands, like it felt like by the end of the playoffs, like he didn't even look to pass. He was just if he got the ball, he was driving to the hoop. Right. Like he that was his passed, role, though. You miss Rob. Yeah. And I think that's wrong. And I, I don't know how much of it was them saying look to score versus him having tunnel vision. I just think that was a problem, regardless of whose fault it was. And so I think my I get we can call it my hate towards Brogdon is, is less directed at him as a player and more directed at just like the way they use him isn't what they need. Like he's great at what he does. He won six men a year. He was a great shooter. He was a great score. And that was great. But that's not what they needed at the end of the last season. They didn't need another guy who was going to score the ball. They didn't need a Kemba Walker. They didn't need a Kyrie Irving. They needed a second Marcus Smart in terms of the playmaking. And Brogdon didn't give that, especially by the end of the postseason. And then the injury just made it uh, worse. And we talked about this at the time. The injury is the worst thing ever. 
It, we, and we, we talked Tatum about it at the time. Like, also the worst thing ever. Maybe the worst, worst thing ever. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we talked about at the time, like, I don't know if you made the point like, oh, it's just bad because the injury. I didn't even think he was good in the Philly series, right? He threw the ball away. He used tunnel vision. Like he was okay. He made a couple shots. Like he's like somewhat efficient, but like when he had the ball in his hands, it just wasn't like you knew he, he was took a step back in the playoffs. There's no mistake about it. Like <laughs> if you just go on basketball reference and you look at the stats, it'll tell you. And so I really hope they just, they put the ball in his hands more as a playmaker this year, more than just uh okay, shoot the ball or drive. And, Please, Malcolm, please throw the ball to Rob. That like please. C- like, come on. <laughs> that, that, that was so you bad. Gotta hit that, him. That was bad. Rob probably like took like the last snack mm-hmm. from the team kitchen. Yeah. But but also good they're not giving him away. You can't afford to give him away for nothing. Even I like even I as somebody who is critical of the way they utilized him in his play. You like, have, uh, that's just bad. You have uh, come to the light with that. I have, I never said they should give him Wrong. away or not. Wrong. Some I, of the some of the propositions you floated were here's Brogdon and we'll take these bombs back. No. I never said they should give him away for nothing. I will go find it while you speak. We're gonna have I to can, go to I the review on this. I will go find it. I will go find it. I'm but, looking. I'm looking too. I know, but the point was I'll look so there's no dead air you <laughs> dude i just want to see what the comments on this say because people are pissed i'm I'm looking at it right now are you looking at the youtube i'm on the youtube some Uh, people are mad but that's fine people can one guy you guys have no clue how good brogdon was last year literally coming off his best year in six man a year you guys want to trade him for barely rotation players (laughs) uh let's see let's see let's see there's some stuff about Let's see, Mills and Finney Smith, somebody said. And that wasn't Yeah, me. I had the trades. So it was okay. this was was this post? This was right after the smart trade. Yeah. So it was right after it. Yeah. Because one of the talking points was the smart trade. Uh Royce and Neil and Patty Mills, in hindsight, bad. You know, maybe I was just I was down on him at the time. John Collins straight up. Still don't think that's terrible. Less useful now. Not the worst but... thing. Do you uh, have my final rankings of these, by the way? Yeah, you had O'Neill and Mills at the top uh doug mcdermott and Devonta graham bad I, I i back i i apologize again malik beasley jared vanderbilt still don't think that's the end of the world uh still think that's okay kelly Olenek, chris dunn probably not ideal you don't need the big man as much anymore um but kyle anderson tory and prince was, not very yes. good uh doug mcdermott Devonta graham yeah oh there's more larry nance jose alvarado still don't hate that and then fillers that can't be done anymore uh Kenny Martin, Jay Sean Tate. Nope, that's stupid. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker and Melton, I would still do. No, that one's um, terrible. No, I would still do. Melton's a Melton's solid really player, good. but PJ Tucker's dead money. Nah. Uh, and then Otto Porter, Chris Boucher. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, I don't think these are the end of the world. I still don't think they're that bad. Some of them I are bad. Say it's in 50%. Hindsight, <clears throat> in, in just about all of them, you're giving up more than you're getting back. Yeah. No, I and that at I, the time in fairness to you and also me was because we we're like the relationships cooked. Yeah, that's also true. And and them saying this must mean that Brogdon is on board for next season, which is good. I, they just, I, I'm yeah. going to keep harping on it until I see it. They really need to use him as a playmaker. That, that, that was at least the way I interpreted it. Maybe I was the one who was wrong, but like the whole a healthy thing, medium. the whole thing after the warrior series, literally Every storyline you could look at, you can look at Bleacher Report articles saying each team's biggest need. You can look at, you know, beat reporters ripping into the Celtics. It was they need more playmaking. And then they traded for a guy who averaged seven assists. And then he 
wasn't used as a playmaker. That's ridiculous. That's so dumb. Well, people, <laughs> you could point at Marcus Smart for that because that was his role. That was supposed to be his job. So they used Brogdon in a different way, and he excelled. Like that's in the not, regular that's season, not, he was good. It doesn't mean he's perfect. It doesn't mean that's what they should do. But Brogdon did the best with what he was dealt in the regular season. He, of course, did take a step back in the playoffs. It wasn't great, even before he hurt himself, to your point. But the whole thing wasn't, you say that's what Smart did. That's what Smart did the year prior, too. The, the point wasn't, let's get somebody else, and that can still be Smart's role. That's, let's get somebody else who can also do that. And then they just didn't have him do that at all. I just think that I just think that's bad. I th- th- That was just like, what's the point? of getting him if you're not going to use him as a facility. He averaged three assists in the playoffs. Well, part of the narrative was also, I mean, they're bringing Pritchard off the bench in the finals and he wasn't able to give them anything. Like as much as a lack of playmaking certainly did them in towards the end of their 2022 run. So did their lack of reliable guys off the bench because both Grant and Pritchard disappeared in the finals. Mm-hmm. They were essentially rolling out the starting five and then just praying. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they just, they just got, I mean, he it was a four-game series two years ago, granted, but he averaged 10 assists in a four-game series two years ago. And now he averaged, like, I know he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much, but, like, the whole point of another point guard and the whole point of a guy, uh, it just I just think it was bad the way that he He's still going to come off the bench this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a similar role. I hope not. I hope they use him as a playmaker more. I think they need to use him as a playmaker more. I'm not but, saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what I feel like happens. I don't think his spot on the team changes too much. I just think you're going to see White, Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and whoever take your pick, Rob Al, whichever one. You know, I think you got to use Brogdon as a playmaker. I may, I Maybe it's me. Let me know in the comments. I, if I think if you're using like. Brogdon as a playmaker, it's going to have to come as a starter. Because Why? essentially, because you're bringing him off the bench to give you a scoring punch. That's the point of the six man. That's not the starter. that's not the point of all six men. Like y- you should have playmaking off the bench too. You shouldn't have one playmaker on every team, and that's it. That doesn't make any sense. He's like a he's a quality scorer, and I'm not it's I'm not trying scorer. to combat you. I'm just trying to say in the situation he's in, he's not exactly put in a role to excel as a playmaker. Which you're saying, like why? you want them. We mean why? Just because he's coming off the bench doesn't mean he's not playing with the starters. Doesn't mean he's not if playing he's with the group. Coming off the bench, yeah, he is likely coming in a, at a time, and part of the reason he is coming in the game is to pick up the slack for when Tatum or Brown exits, and and they need extra scoring. If he's in the starting lineup with both those guys, or the bulk of his minutes, which they could change as a bench player, come where those two guys are still on the floor and he's playing a tertiary or now the fourth guy with Porzingis. Maybe Porzingis also will add that. So to your point, you might be right. Adding Porzingis could open the door for Brogdon to be more of a playmaker and have less of a score. I I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I just, I think he can be a facilitator off the bench. I'm not, I'm not expecting him to average like seven assists off the bench, obviously, but like he had averaged less than three in the playoffs. And I, I just don't no, think he, he and, literally averaged less assists than rebounds last year. Yeah. And even when he was on the court with Jalen and Jason, it felt like he was still trying to be a scorer. And I, I, I don't know if that's because that was the role he was used to because he was coming off the bench. I, I just think they, Maybe maybe I'd rephrase my hate into blaming the Celtics as in 
I don't think he was put into the position to be the most effective version of himself. You know, like something like that. I just think they that need to I think is a very before. fair point. I and I, and I'm not saying I'm not saying he wasn't a good scorer. He's a great scorer. He won six men of the year. Of course, he had a great season. It's just the way they utilized him wasn't correct. And then obviously with the injury and even a little bit before that, he just the playoffs like he had an OK playoffs in terms of you look at the numbers. Took a like, step back. Yeah. He did. And just that's it, it. It was unbelievable. The timing of his turnovers. It was impressive. <laughs> it yeah, was, it was truly I mean, impressive. Just like PTSD just throws the ball to Maxi. Mm hmm. Like he only turned the ball over, let's see, 19 times in the playoffs in 19 games. <laughs> Almost every single one was at the worst possible time. I would say if you like brought this point up, like the 19, the number, maybe a yeah. month ago or, or a month and a half ago, like right after they got eliminated, we could rip off at least 12. <laughs> 10 of them. It, off yeah, the top yeah, of our head and be like, okay, this happened in this situation and like name them. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we can. It's too, it's too no, far but, gone. It but just to make it, this a full circle point. Yeah. Everybody on the Celtics not named Tatum Brown, Rob, because of a lack of the skill. And sometimes Marcus was used as a spot up guy for the most part. And if you want to see the best out of Brogdon, you may need to loosen that a bit from the scheme. Point. No, I, I I wasn't complaining that the fact that he played the role of a spot up guy, right? Cause he was a great shooter. Of course, you're going to use him in that role. I was well, complaining that yes, he was, but he's being limited to that. That's what I'm saying. I was complaining trying to get across yes, with the, he, he was pigeon able to do more than just score. Yeah. He was pigeonholed into that role. And, and maybe that's something they work on. And I think it's something they should be working on with Marcus gone because Derek White's a good playmaker when you ask him to do that. And I think they will ask him to do that. I also think Tatum's going to take on a lot of playmaking role, but I think Brogdon can help a lot in that category as well. So hopefully he does, but all right, we can wrap up the Brogdon talk. We talked Brogdon for like 20 minutes. Um, Next thing I was speaking of Celtics point guards, Peyton Pritchard here uh, is yeah. being selected for te- the, I mean, the team USA select team. Yeah. I believe it is called. He is Peyton Pritchard not, gets to be a practice dummy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not playing if he woke up just their version of the practice squad. This was exactly what happened two years ago when Jason Tatum was on the world cup team. They brought in a bunch of youngsters to like play against them in Vegas while they were scrimmaging. Pritchard's going to be on that team. Who else is on the team? I, I know there's some other names as well uh, that um, were interesting. Um, let's I, see. I think Chet, Jalen Williams, Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, uh, excuse me, Jalen Green. Sorry. Oh, uh, I have shit. it here. Cunningham, Jalen Green, Quentin Grimes, Chet Holmgren, Trey Murphy, Keegan Murray, Peyton Pritchard, Nas Reed, Jalen Williams. It's pretty good. Still squad. some solid names. <laughs> That's a pretty good in, squad. In terms of the young guys, even though Pritchard's like 26. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. technically a young guy, but is he 26 already? From what I've read about this, the end not the NBA, the USA I basketball, yeah. they bring guys onto the select team as essentially future future prospects for the big team. <laughs> so he has that going as a yeah. 26 year old. Maybe he'll get thrown in. He's 25. Give me you know, cut, cut him some. Was he turn 26? <laughs> January 28th. Okay. Yeah, I know. He's got a little while. He's got a little no, while. He, he gets uh, to good, start as 25 year old. Good for Pritchard, though. And as much as this seems like a a nothing thing, like this shows that he Welcome is to July. I know, but no, no. Like, look at the look at the players he's with, right? He is objectively. If you asked any NBA fan, he's the worst player on the team. <laughs> he just is. But that also shows like there's probably a sentiment around the league that Peyton Pritchard is a pretty 
good NBA player. Like if he like at 25 getting yeah. selected for this team, like it's not nothing. It, it feels like nothing because it is July and like this doesn't actually mean anything. But in the scheme of being a, a an NBA player in the first X amount of years of their career, like he's probably looked upon fairly highly, uh, even though he didn't play. And he played nothing. He didn't play last year. Like he barely played, no, and he he's played still getting selected played. for this. Every every other player on this list played at least twenty minutes a night, except for Chet Holmgren, who yes, <laughs> Chet did play. Actually, has never played Same. an NBA game. Same, yeah. But like, this is a nasty starting five for this. Uh, uh, select team like it's probably going to be Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, Chet Holmgren. Like it's kind of nasty. That's that's it's kind of good. Uh, but yeah, Peyton Pritchard selected for that team. Uh, good for him. Good for him. Still getting that recognition. Again, speaking after of Celtics guards, yes, back to the back to the well. Uh, get ready to learn French, buddy. Is that how you put it? <laughs> I think I think Monaco is France. I hope I'm not uh, it's wrong. technically not. It is it is in the south of France, but it's its own like I don't think it's no. a country, they but it is French. its own like thing. They do. It okay. is that was right. It is the principality of Monaco. Uh it is bordered by France everywhere. It's just surrounded by France and then on the uh the coast. I actually s- they, do they might speak Italian there? No, official language is French. I think they speak okay. both though because yeah, it is right next to French. Language. Buddy, but thank goodness it is. Monaco is a country, so it's its own country. It's just completely surrounded by France. Uh, Monaco is gorgeous. Have you ever seen pictures of Monaco? Yeah, Monaco is is famous for the uh, the Grand Prix. I'm just going on a side tangent now because I think it's really pretty. It's famous for there's a race there, but the reason I know it is because you ever seen the. Um, I hope this is the right movie. Madagascar, the movie. I've seen it. I have not seen it since I was like seven. I'm pretty sure. Have you seen Madagascar? What's it called? Madagascar, Europe. Europe's most wanted. Madagascar no. 3, Europe's most wanted, is no. set in Monaco. And that, that's the only Iron Man 2, they have a race in Monaco as well. Yeah, it's a famous race in yeah. Monaco. Um, that's the only reason. That, that was my fun fact. That I just wanted to talk about Madagascar and Monaco. Uh, but look at this place, man. Look, check on YouTube if you want to see. We're, we're looking at a picture of Monaco for the audio listeners. Like, this place is gorgeous. Like, this is crazy. This is like that the city like center in Monaco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. This is, uh, this is like stuff that pops up on your uh, your Windows home screen when you get a new computer. You know what this I'm saying? This is like literally the... Worcester. <laughs> Shut up, phrase. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, it's heading over to is the team AS Monaco. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm AS sure Monaco. I'll, I'll double check here in the news, but um, AS Monaco. And he talked about, I forget where he talked about this. Um, saying like, he doesn't know about the future of his NBA career. Like, I, I can't remember where I saw this quote on Twitter, but like somebody asked sharp? him, well, somebody asked him like, what do you think about your NBA career moving forward or something? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, Basically said, I'm excited to, you know. Yeah, dude, I'm six feet tall and I can't play defense. What do you want out of me? <laughs> he basically said, like, I, I'm not sure. He, he, like, he said, this is from Basket News. I think I've had a very successful career. I don't think that when I came to the NBA, people saw, saw me being a four-time All-Star or doing what I was able to do, especially with the Hornets as a small point guard. Uh, he also said, I've only heard th- good things about the EuroLeague, and I have many friends who play in this competition. One of my closest friends, Shabazz Napier, gave me a lot of advice making this decision. <laughs> Shout out Shabazz Napier, old self. I would not want to be the friend giving <laughs> advice on playing in Europe. 
Why? <laughs> Why's that? Explain. That's like the you you're just not in the NBA. Yeah. Like you know, Kemba's got true. a lot of like NBA friends, and he had to go really mm. far down on the phone. Right? No, to, they're friends. Well, uh, UConn, the UConn yeah, connection. UConn. Yes, so I, I think that were they teammates at UConn? Uh, I believe Shabazz was like his understudy. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And and I was correct. He did say something about the NBA. He said the NBA is obviously the main goal, but I played there for many years. For now, I'm solely focused on my new adventure, this experience that awaits me with the new life I'm going to have. And like we saw in the pictures, there's any place you're going to play in Europe. <laughs> it looks like a pretty damn good place to play in Europe. So like, <laughs> good for Kemba. Yeah. How many points does Kemba average in the EuroLeague? So? Ooh, I like that question. I don't know. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I, i'm like urged like i have an urge to be like 35 but then also like I, i'm gonna say 26 point? okay uh reference point shabazz napier i believe he played overseas this year obviously you just, i mean you, you just talked to kemba about it <clears throat> he played for ax armani milan and he averaged throughout the whole all leagues 15 points a night shabazz napier okay so I think their style context. of play is a bit different. Yeah. I think it's a more team-based yeah. game, less isolation, more of a college-type vibe to those games, I think. It makes I sense. Think, what do I know? Makes sense. I wonder who led the uh, who, le- who led the EuroLeague in points this past year. Ola. You take... <laughs> do you want to take a guess? I have it. Uh... How many? Okay, instead of who, no, how I many? Who's how it. many points was the league leader? 22. 17.6. Okay. <laughs> really not a lot. Uh, and it was not an NBA player. It was Sasha Venzikov. Wade Baldwin was second, though. Um, Asking me, do you want to guess? <laughs> I, I should have started with the points. Yeah. There are some NBA players up here. Wade Baldwin, Dwayne Bacon, Mike James. He's he's a baller. Uh, and then Miritich, who is supposedly... Have you seen the rumblings about Miritich? Yeah, he, he might come and play in the NBA again. Yeah, he's not continuing by his career with that team. I saw somebody out there saying, if a team is in on Christian Wood, they should just be in on Nicole Miritich instead. <laughs> There's probably truth to some of that stuff. Like, I wonder what the difference is between some of these guys like that don't play defense in the NBA or like are fringe guys. And Would you take Miritich on the Celtics for the last roster spot? For the last roster spot? I don't know, man. Would you take the last him over... roster spot is very valuable. Would you take him over Justin Champagny? Yes. <laughs> All right. Poor Justin we can cap that there. man. <laughs> he just gets he just gets crapped on a little bit. Uh, all right. Do you want to? We have a couple more Celtics things. Do you want to save him for reacts or do you want to roll save with him, him now? Save him. We're we'll save him. Minutes in. We'll tease it. We'll tease it. You got a couple yeah, more you things. Get some there, reacts coming uh... for you. Why don't you watch him? You didn't watch the Grant one. Pricks. Go check it out. Well, no, we're thankful today. Thousand subs. We, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. Not complaining. <laughs> uh, all right. We can move on. We got some NBA stuff. Spared. <laughs> you're like you uh, heard about some... that now instead of on the rat list yeah right <laughs> imagine we had a thousand subs sam rat no. all right we can move on to the nba section of the programming let me change the banner here real quick make it blue uh, so yes. the first thing i have on here sam is i don't know if you saw this i saw this while i, I was driving home i did see this oh, damn i hope i wish you hadn't did you read the whole list or did you see it briefly no i saw it briefly okay so Somebody put out a list on Twitter that has been going mega viral. It has 910,000 views on Twitter, 773 quote tweets, which is nuts. 
that's just the nuts of, uh, amount of quote tweets. And it is <clears throat> NBA discussion on Twitter. NBA is best for. And he put out his uh, top 100 NBA players. I have to imagine it's a meme. And it's great meme. <clears throat> but because like players names are spelt wrong. Like, so it, well, it, it's just. No, I think. The you players, think it's real? Well, I think the name part is just because they don't have room. Well, no, like Austin Reeves is R E E V E S. Like they're just, spe- you know, what I'm saying is like that it's the not... only one. I think Jakob Pertl is also wrong. Or Jakob Poel. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, right. I'll share it the screen on the YouTube, and obviously we'll we'll talk about it for the audio listeners. But this is the um list. This is the list. Uh, the top five, top top ten, even is like okay. We're like top ten is Jokic, Luca, Steph, Giannis, Tatum, Embiid, Durant, LeBron, Jimmy, AD. Luca being two is kind of nuts. Giannis being four is kind of wild. But like in general, those are probably the range of players who should be around there. And then you then you start getting into the forties and the thirties, and uh, it gets a little. Listen, bit I feel of like pocket. if any of us made a list with the top one hundred guys, maybe not you because you do a ton of like like widespread work but the majority of us guys that like do a lot of like team focused stuff is it's gonna get cloudy after a while like we're we're just like we're just spinning a wheel sam (laughs) i understand cloudy but grant williams at 49 is beyond cloudy (laughs) and i i like grant williams (laughs) but that goes way beyond grant Grant williams better than porzingis by the way (laughs) Grant Williams better. Let me, let me list off some players. Carl Grant Towns is seventy six. Grant Williams better than Wendell Carter, Jalen Williams, Desmond Bain, Demar Derozan, Laurie Markkinen, who was an All Star last year. Trey Young, <laughs> Grant Williams better. Sabonis at Sabonis is ranked sixty fifth. Sam Sabonis does kind of suck. Like, all right, like look at all the players on this list, right? Sam. How many players have gotten their chest stepped into <laughs> in the middle of a game? Now nah, this like this that's kind of soft. <clears throat> Sam Rudy Draymond Gobert, Dray- yeah, Draymond is at forty four. Okay, yeah, he's better than Grant. S- Sam Rudy Gobert better than Jalen Brunson. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Gobert better than James Harden. Rudy Gobert better than. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bradley Beal, (laughs) Jaden McDaniels, better than Jared Allen, better than Andrew Wiggins. This is this is that's what I'm saying. Sam Paolo Bancaro is 100, (laughs) one spot below Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luke Kennard. See, this just goes to show like how little people pay attention, including me. This that's why I said this has to be a joke, and I know like. There's cloudy. The average Twitter user is just like looking at this, seeing like <laughs> they're going through the top 10. And then once they get to the first player that they think is out of place, what the hell is this? Blah, blah, blah. Sam, well, <laughs> Sam there, there is cloudy. And then they're saying Duncan Robinson is better than Paolo Bencaro. Yeah. This just keeps getting better and better the longer you look at it. Right. It's nuts. All right. Let, let's look in all seriousness. <laughs> Go down the list. You don't have to read them out loud. But who is the first guy that is just like the clown? Way out of place. <laughs> the clown, like amongst like the military men, the meme. Mm-hmm. Who is the first one? Is the it Rudy? first one? Rudy might be the first one. Jaden McDaniels is good, but that's 
it's a bit high for him. I think it's Grant, though. It has to be Grant. Grant's obscenely high on this list. Jane McDaniels? Yeah, Jaden McDaniels bad. I think that's probably like the, the guy that punched him. the wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, no, you know what? Jimmy Dale over Draymond <laughs> or Brooke that's Lopez, funny. all defensive center. Brooke Lopez, Andrew Wiggins, Sam, <clears throat> over Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, <clears throat> this list is this list is nuts. <laughs> Grant Williams, ten spots better than Derek White. Thoughts. <laughs> Whoever, like the listeners, like just go back like three minutes. But I was like, no, I think this is legit. I know. I know. And like, buddy, just slow, I'm like slowly like finding the fraud. Sam. I'm putting the Josh, pieces together. I found another for you. Josh Richardson, one spot better than Carl Anthony. Towns. Well, Josh Richardson's a beast. Better than Cats. Who's one more oh, so, oh, oh, no, I, I have the nail in the coffin. Sam, Julius Randle, one spot better than Marcus Smart. Thoughts? Yeah, well, in fairness to this guy, Randle's kind of appropriately placed. And I think most <laughs> Knicks fans would actually agree with you because they did tear down his poster and step on it. <laughs> oh, my But God. seriously, Josh Richardson, more playoff series wins than Cat. So, you know what? I think where's Levine? Hold on. He's we're going to the we're, 60th, 60th, 60th. This guy knows this guy might know ball. <laughs> um, you know, what's crazy. Like, it's some of this is clear trolling, but like he's like accidentally right. Do you know what the, the funniest part is you can pick out points where he forgot players, but he, they're on the same team. So he just goes on a line like KCP. Oh, yeah. Michael Porter Jr. 71. Oh, yeah. Bruce Brown. 72. Yeah. Oh, oh, Malik and then he Monk has three guys named Josh in a row. <laughs> yeah. Josh Malik Hart, Monk. Josh Green, Josh Richardson. Malik Monk, 83. Oh, yeah. Kevin Herter, 84. And Sam, we missed the worst one on this list. Robert Covington is 48. <laughs> Where's De'Aaron Fox? Oh, my God. Robert Covington, uh, he's 20. Okay. okay. Abo- 20 above Donovan Mitchell, by the way, in case you're curious. Donovan Mitchell might be the worst clown emoji. Last year. Donovan Mitchell might be the most clown emoji, like for like in the wrong way, right? Like, like, oh, this this is. I don't think that's I just, crazy. It's not. It's not that crazy. I think D Mitch is better than almost everybody. Thirteen. Did you watch round one of the playoffs oh. last year? Uh, I don't care. Okay. I, I still think he's better up there. He had seventy-one points a game last year. <laughs> yeah, right. I I think he should be thirteen. You could bump everybody back. That's ahead of him. I think and that's also, actually kind of fair. <laughs> Also, Shay, <laughs> excuse me, at 26 is nuts. John Morant at 27, nuts. Well, Jaws, you have to take into account, like, he's not playing all the games. <laughs> I know you dislike James Harden. 34 is crazy. <laughs> yeah, That's he's crazy. probably, he's a little too low. He's oh, probably Tra- closer to 34 than 10. Nah, sure. maybe not. Trey Young, too. Mike Conley better than Trey Young, Sam. Discuss, shall we? <laughs> this, this, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to break this, this out. This list was too. Uh... Good job, Jack. I like that. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Of me just like Josh... slowly realizing that this was nonsense. Josh, Josh Green better than Carl Anthony Towns. Josh Green averaged nine points, and he had a great season for him. <clears throat> but oh man, Al Horford <laughs> worse than Rui Hachimura. Thoughts? Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin's too low. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'm dying. 
Yeah, this was phenomenal. This I, I knew we had to talk about it. Okay. Ooh, Rondo's we, 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 we trending. Why is Rondo trending? I'm crying laughing. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, all right. I wanted to talk about that. I thought it was funny and uh, had to be talked about. Uh, it's time for your weekly game watch, Sam. It's that time of the show where we get to talk about Damian Lillard some more. What are we thinking? Are we excited? It's like a game show. <laughs> <laughs> How great would it be is like if it's like Dame Watch and then we pull out a revolver and do Russian roulette? <laughs> would we rather pull the trigger and talk about Dame? Oh man! All right, so we have uh, we have the Heat. I'm going to read this in the way I perceive it. The Heat okay. are really mad at the Portland Trailblazers because they're not getting what they want. The Heat are frustrated that the. Uh, the Blazers aren't telling them exactly what they want. And the, the meme I've seen is Miami, Portland, what do you want for Dame? My, Portland, make your best offer. Miami, no, but what do you want, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, guys, what are you doing? And I know I know you are of the camp of extend this out as long as possible. Yes. But Literally I'm... screw everyone involved. The Blazers have nothing to lose. They, they have nothing to lose. And honestly, that's what Portland's doing right now, because this is from Chris Haynes of the This League Uncut podcast. Portland is telling them to bring them their best offer. Miami would like to know, what does Portland want? And Miami's not getting that answer. So they think things would be moving a little bit quicker if Portland would say exactly what they want. (laughs) No. (laughs) Portland's just like, nah. Sorry. (laughs) You know what I want to know? Yeah. Why do reporters look at you, Barry Jackson? (laughs) The direct quote that we have on the show sheet says, and the heat is. Now, it is the heat are. The heat are. It's a plural. Yes. If you're you're a group, you're an NBA team, it's are. That's what I use. He's Mm -hmm. like the one person that always says is. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I use R when I use the the tense. The thing. Yeah, bad. If you're listening to this, go tell him he's wrong. Agree. Just, just like but, uh, tweet at Barry Jackson. No, don't. Wrong. No, don't. Don't do that. Why not? Leave the guy alone. <laughs> Let's not. No, tell him. What do you say? You just be like, yeah. <laughs> we have a thousand subs start. now. Don't 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 send the masses to harass somebody. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, all right. All right, excuse me. But that was your weekly day watch. Tune in next week for more Damian Lillard updates. Yeah. All right. We're done with Dame. Next? No more Dame. Uh, oh, this is a good uh, one, actually. Speaking of Sam, the Sam put this on the show sheet. I'm going to let you lead this conversation. Okay. So this is like the most random piece of NBA news that this I saw is, this week. This might be dumber than the Dame trade. This, this, this is, yeah, but this is actually fire. Oh and it's actually God. like an okay conversation of who's better. <laughs> sure. So, Heavy Sports Sean Devy did an article where he's talking about the value of Tyler Hero. Sure. And he spoke to a anonymous GM that was like, "He this is a direct quote. Franz Wagner is as white as Hero, but I might take him over Hero." I'm not sure the logic there. NBA teams always get accused of over overvaluing white guys. Now we're penalizing them. Jack and I are also as white as Hero. Despite yeah. the way he may like have a dialect and talk, mm-hmm. we are indeed as white as Hero. He he also does have cooler drip in, than in us. the drip. Yeah, the drip is much better. But to to this GM's point, 
we are also white, so we should also be. This is the dumbest quote I think I've ever heard in my life. This is the stupidest thing. Um, but outside of the unnecessary like racial part of the conversation, Franz Wagner versus Tyler Hero is an actual conversation, and I think Tyler Hero is the better player right now. But who would I rather have moving forward? I would choose Franz Wagner. I think that makes sense. I That's think my the logic. upside's more there. He's bigger. He has more size. Uh, because of what that, he he's a less year. of a liability on defense. There's been he's times been where Wagner is a motherfucker. As I said a minute ago, we should stop <laughs> swearing. Uh, but he is. like he's, killed, he's lit the Celtics up a couple times. He's for real. It's he, averaged, he averaged 18.6 points this last season. Four rebounds, three and a half assists. Yes. Really and good. especially as Orlando becomes a better team, like this year, Orlando yeah. should be at least knocking on the door of the playoffs. If not getting in, you're going to get to yeah. know Wagner probably a little bit more. You're going to get to see him. So be national team. Definitely. People like Paolo. Yeah. Paolo's nasty too. They're going to be real good this year. I think they're going to be fun. Paolo's good. They've got a good core behind them. Uh, they're fun. Yeah. I don't know. I- interesting. Uh, that, that quote is, that's crazy. That's, that's truly ridiculous. All right. Next NBA thing we have. Uh, in case you weren't, you're, you're sick of Dame, let's talk about James Harden instead. Yeah, the other guy that just, uh, <laughs> please talk about me. Can't get out of the news. Uh, James Harden posted an Instagram story with the caption, time to get uncomfortable. Now, Sam, you tweeted about it, so I'll let you take it here. Yeah. So is the jersey going to get tight and it's not going to be comfortable? <laughs> I think that's the biggest obvious speculation that comes about, from that right <laughs> i doubt that's exactly what he meant but, but i like the line of thinking i back yeah it. we saw it we could see harden pull his signature move of pretending to be fat or getting fat on purpose like he did when he didn't want to play in the rockets anymore yeah. then he like faked being hurt with the nets right like he said like his hamstring was messed up and then he started playing for uh, Philly right away I, I don't think he faked it i think he embellished you know, okay. like he just, if I had to guess, I mean, I don't, I don't know who do I, what do I know? Right. But yet but, again, we'll never, I mean, I get the logic, but like, don't like act like you're getting held against your will when you literally opted into the contract. <laughs> yeah. Like they have no obligation to trade James Harden. They don't, they have more pressure on them to trade James Harden than Portland does Dane. I would say that. I think more rides on it for Philadelphia to, to make sure they get this right. <coughs> you said James has more. The 76ers have more pressure to trade James Harden than the Portland Trailblazers have to trade. Yes, absolutely. Because there's absolutely more that rides on the Sixers situation with Embiid and then him coming out and being like, hey, Maverick Carter, I might want to win a championship in another city. That's not Philly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Portland has nothing to lose, dude. They've got a yeah. young core. They could literally sit there and be like, okay, Dame, don't play. We're going to put in uh, uh, Scoot and let him just eat all your minutes and develop. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no downside in this to Portland. And, yeah. and you get, like, the, the – the, you win the pissing contest. This is true. The other thing I want to talk about, what is the best package the Sixers could get for James Harden? And I just thought of this as we as I was looking at this and ready to talk about it. <clears throat> Bring out the the uh, the windy fingers here. Hmm. James Harden for Pascal Siakam, straight up. That's it. Now hear me out. <clears throat> hear me out. For the Sixers, it is 
we need to train James Harden. We need to keep Joel happy. Let's trade for a guy who can play next to Joel and just get the most talented player we could probably get for him. <clears throat> and if you're Toronto, it is, we'll get one year of James Harden here, and then maybe we can pull the move that Sam always wants us to do. And since Siakam has made it clear that I don't want to resign anywhere else, they'll be like, nah, Pascal is just going to come right back. <laughs> yeah. So realistically, it is a risk for Philadelphia. They get a year to compete with Joel to convince Pascal to stay, but that is infinitely more talent than you will get anywhere else, in my opinion. Probably. I haven't thought about it too much, but that's probably one of the most talented guys you get. And then for Toronto, it's at best, we get James Harden. We're pretty good next year. And and maybe Siakam comes back. And at worst, you you just rebuild with Ananobi and Barnes and whatever, right? See, I think if you're Toronto, though, and you want to get rid of Siakam and you're leaning towards that back point there. You just get the like, best package. Yeah, yeah. you just like get a kickstart in the rebuild instead of like trying to salvage anything with Harden. Another, Wendy, Harden for Levine. Thoughts? Discuss. What do we think? Does that make Chicago better? Like that much better? No, I'm, no. This is not like a. That's it, this isn't a Chicago gets better move. This is a Chicago gets off Levine's contract move. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that then. And they're probably better next year. I, James Harden makes them better than Levine does for the for the one season he'd be there. The contracting makes a ton of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. And, and I'd rather be like we're gonna try something new with Embiid. But, they'd still be pretty good. And honestly, that would allow them to, I mean, not that this is ideally, but like you put the ball in Maxi's hands a little bit more. He can be the point. Levine runs the two. He's a fine score, like secondary scoring option. Like Levine as a first option, clearly bad. But Levine is the second correct. option behind the league MVP. Not bad. Yeah, I think it's all right. So, yeah, that, that, that might be a more realistic trade than I think Toronto. Yeah, I, I, I don't really think they're going to trade Siakam just because he's kind of strong arming no. that situation too, which is strange. But he's doing it in a good way, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What What are some other? I, I just, like. What do you think the best thing they could get back for Harden? I don't think they're getting anything quality back from LA, which is where he wants to go. Like that's what I think. It's not going to help them. Uh, maybe Orlando wants to take a swing at Harden, and they want to really push to compete. Like you know, they feel like they're really close to getting over the hump with Paolo, Like if Paolo's ready, and if they get to keep Franz Wagner in the trade. Like we just talked about him. He just is coming off a solid season. The team last year itself mm -hmm. was a pain in the ass. They can offload some pieces, but again, what does Philly really want back from them? That's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that makes a ton of sense for Philly. It would have made more sense before the draft. If, if you're Minnesota, do you take a swing? What no. do you give up? Like Conley and other middling like stuff. I mean, yeah, if you're Minnesota, it makes sense. But again, for Philly, like, that's not a great return. Is Conley's that better a quality than player. Is that better it's than the better... Clippers package, though? I would say, yeah. I think you can effectively replace Harden with Conley, who gives you a different angle. Well, it's not exactly the ball handler spot. Like, you could probably also, it would be like Mike Conley, uh, Kyle Anderson, and like, maybe you can get out their first round pick or something like that. Like, it's yeah, obviously all the first round picks that they have left. Sorry, I meant like a a Leonard Miller or something. Like a, uh, they're this year, okay. Pick. Like they're a rookie is what I meant. Yeah, I it's still know. not good. It's still bad. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Uh, I think I think Maury's got the right idea. Like if you're giving up Harden, you better get something back that's worth it. Because Embiid, who knows what he's thinking? 
Yeah, I agree. You need something. I don't think any of those are great outside. I think Levine's probably their best bet. I, I think it. That, I don't think that's Chicago their would best do it, but... like ceiling. Yeah, he might be the best player they could get back in the deal, and it's largely just because of the contract. <clears throat> would you? No, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough, man. There's really no like. Phoenix Nobody wants this guy. He's lazy. pre pre Beal trade Phoenix. I'd like Chris Paul, but like now you don't want Aiden. It doesn't work. <clears throat> There's nothing, man. Right. Nothing. Pelicans. Yeah, I know you mentioned Zion. Would you do it for which teams? I just don't know. Is, is Zion worth it if you're Philly? No, you're you're right. It's it's just like is he the best player? He's better than Levine. Or would you rather have Levine? He's not a good fit next to Embiid, I don't think. And that's who would you rather have, Levine or if you're Philly? Yeah, Levine. That's big from you, and you don't like. Well, he he can provide more (laughs) space than Zion can. I know, I know. And he also is actually healthy. Like as much as I love to crap on Levine, he like tore his ACL and then like made a point to play in back to backs. Yeah, he plays. (laughs) He plays. Oh, all right. Enough Harden, enough NBA. Let's bring Matt the Rat out here for the first time since 1K. We should have gave him a crown. We should have gave him something, but we've got Matt the Rat. Would you like to rat kick off the Rat fatigue. list for us? <laughs> kick off the Rat list, Sam. What you got? Our first Rat list is the MLS. Messi made his debut uh, in Miami last night. It was awesome. See, this is where like it's weird because like I want to – try and come up with the best comparison for Messi playing against MLS players. Yeah. Messi is without a doubt old. Yeah. Make no mistake, Mm -hmm. but he's still by far the best player on the field. Not close. Yeah. You know, you're right. This is, this is like when MLB players get, no, it's sick. This is like an MLB player getting hurt and doing their like recovery in the minors. And they're just like beating up on everybody down there. Good comparison, except yeah, he's just permanently playing in the minors. Yeah, except he's just there. Except that's where he's. This is his retirement tour. This is I'm better than you. I'm just gonna chill here, have fun, and and yeah. hang out in Miami for David Beckinsale. It was sick goal though. That was that was a f- dope clip. It was a cool moment. <laughs> Good but for him. Ratless MLS. They still don't have any way to compete with the big leagues to where no people care. And I would it's love it if they hard. did. It'd be sick. I said I would love it if they did. Soccer's cool, right? Like, I'll watch soccer. Yeah. It's just like, well, New England would never be any good. True. Because <laughs> the way right. soccer works, there's no draft, and there shouldn't be just because it's the mm. way it works. All the good players that will come from Europe will go play at LA, New York, Miami. Miami. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. Yeah. But I don't know. I'll so be that's why it's ratless. It's just never right. going to amount to anything. It's not uh, a really good game to watch. This is, it's not technically Ratless, but I'll spin into Ratless. I have a friend who texted me today. His name's Ryan. Shout out Ryan. He watches all the pods. Ryan texts me. He goes, every time something annoys me now, I just say out loud, rat. <laughs> he goes, it's like just that. a part of my vocabulary. And the context he gave was, he goes, I was at Dunkin' Donuts and I sat at the drive-thru order, like uh, whatever you want to call it, the the microphone what, what you, speaker the drive-thru speaker for 10 minutes and nobody came to just answer he was like he's just he just put them on the rat list and he, he was just like telling me how he always thinks about annoyances or this rat list stuff now and uh, i'll shout him out here and that is a rat maneuver you can't not <laughs> answer the drive-thru that's ridiculous but uh shout out ryan rat list uh legend <clears throat> would you like to uh conduct the rat investigation 
Yes, let's, that is let's on do the, the rap investigation. That's on the sheet. So I have not looked at this yet, so it'll be my first reaction. Let's do the old share screen. You want me to share you or do, do you want to do it? You share. All right. And I'll take Let me the share one. the screen here. All right. This is an, an Am I the Asshole post on, on Reddit. Is this okay? Let's see. Is this a rat situation? <clears throat> let's take a okay. look. So this person asks, Am I the rat? For being hurt that my wife is on Tinder to quote unquote find friends. <laughs> a few days ago, I woke up to an email receipt with quote unquote Tinder gold under my wife's Apple ID. I asked my wife if I could see her phone to confirm it was actually on there. And when I saw it was, I asked why. Her best friend recently got out of a relationship and she said she'd signed up to help make her an account. Once she started talking to people, she wound up in good conversations. She said she thought it could be a good way to make friends. I told her I was really uncomfortable with her being on there since it was primarily a dating and hookup app. She said that she told people she was married and looking for friends. She offered for me to look at her conversations. So I peeked at a couple and they were flirty, but relatively tame. Her profile does say that she's married and only looking for friends. She is upset that I don't trust her. But a couple Sorry. years ago... She went through a period where she was really close to cheating. She swears she's a different person now, and she'd never do anything to jeopardize our marriage. Ultimately, she said she refuses to apologize because she isn't doing anything wrong, and that I just need to deal with my insecurities about it and trust her. Am I the rat? And he he later edits the post and says, it's got a lot of comments while I was out this afternoon. Here are some additional details. We've been together 20 years and have a kid in a house, so leaving is a lot of emotional, logistical, and financial complications. Not saying I won't do it. I'm just saying it's not easy. Maybe my answer seems obvious, but I really wanted to believe her. I posted this because I don't know anyone who actually uses Tinder. So I wanted to see if I was correct and with what I had assumed about it. I'm not giving ultimatums, and I want to have a conversation about this instead of just saying delete Tinder or I'm gone. Wow. You know what's um, real sad is he feels like he would be a rat for feeling this way. <laughs> well, I will say there there are like specific sections on dating apps for like just friends. Not so, like, Tinder. <laughs> no. Y you can like technically use it. Tinder gold, friends. by the way. Yeah, Tinder gold's nuts. Like <laughs> Tinder gold for just friends is crazy. Um no, yeah, that's kind of whack. That's kind of whack. I, especially with the context of, like, she was close to cheating, but she's changed now, but she just uses Tinder for friends. Like, it is possible to just use these apps for friends. So, like, sure. But, like, nah, that, that's, that's definitely If you would sus. like to it's use weird. a dating app for friends, Bumble has a friends section. Bumble, Bumble by the way, the list. worst of the dating apps. <laughs> this is also true. Care to share, Jack? Do you have a rat list? Uh... Yeah, actually, I can share this. I don't have the picture available. I was on Bumble the other day. And I'll put the rat back up. Just keep talking. Yeah, I was on Bumble, and I'm just having a conversation with this girl, and I go like, you know, what do you do for work? Which, correct me if I'm wrong, pretty normal question, right? That's a normal, yeah. we're getting to know each other question. And her response was, why do you care? <laughs> and I go... I was just asking and I said, it's just the conversation. And yes. she goes, I don't think I want my man to be asking what I do for work. And I just said, okay, sounds good. And I sent the uh, sunglasses emoji. Chat. <laughs> what just... does the girl from Bumble do for work? Let us know. 
I was I was like, what are we doing here? Um, it was like, have you seen the thing going viral on uh on Twitter where it's like, oh yeah, you know, um it's like a guy texting this girl, he's like, Oh, I'm excited to see you tomorrow. You know, what do you think we should do? It's gonna be hot out, maybe we can go get ice cream. And her oh, response see this. <laughs> and her response is like, uh, not to be rude, but like I'm 26 years old and an ice cream date just sounds super below me and childish. I don't think we should meet. We don't wouldn't vibe. And he just goes, Cool, and sends the sunglasses yeah. emoji. You ever uh, see the video of the crazy. guy that goes to the McDonald's drive thru and asks for an ice cream cone and then just slams it on his forehead? No. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that would be the childish date. That would be a good date. You just both have you that. seen the one? Uh, there's a you should maybe think of McDonald's drive through. There's one where they go up to the drive through, they go, uh, you know, hablas espanol, like they just say, Do you speak Spanish? And then they get somebody to speak Spanish and they go, Hola, and they just go, Yeah, can I get a uh, McFlurry? <laughs> and the guy just goes, Bro, <laughs> it's a great clip. Uh, all right, back to the rat list. Sorry, I got back to the rat list. Um, uh, I got one. I got one. You got one. Okay. So today was my stepdad's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, uh, Mr. Burke, if you're listening to this. But I was thinking about it. We sang happy birthday at the table, whatever. And I can great. And this isn't a rat list. I don't mind singing happy birthday. I hate having it sung to me. Mm. I don't know if this is just me. Thing. I don't think anybody I, likes the happy birthday. Song. I cannot stand when I have to sit there for what? It's, it's like 30, 45 seconds. seconds. Nothing. Yeah. For nothing. But just like, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I just sit there, like looking around, like cool, yeah. I just, I hate being the center of I attention hate, yeah. like that, especially in that context. <clears throat> it's a what, what does that mean? What the fuck? no, like that. One? That seems like it's right up your alley. You don't really like. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I I hate being that stuff. So rat rat list happy birthday, rat list happy birthday in restaurants. Ban it needs to be banned. It's got to be outlawed for for every context of it, whether yeah. it's me, whether it's me having to sing, whether it's me working at a restaurant and having to go sing mm. to somebody. I don't know. I don't the care. Best is when birthday. you didn't know the person's name, so you just said happy yeah. birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> That's the best part. And they would come in the kitchen, they'd be like, okay, the name is this. And I'm saying like, I I could not care less mm. about this person's birthday. Uh, Ratless happy Messed birthday up. in general. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Rat list, uh, honorary throwback rat list. Speaking of birthdays, one of my good friends, Tyler, has a birthday today. It's July Happy 22nd birthday. as we record this. Oh, it's my stepdad's birthday, too. There you yes. Go. And Tyler was the victim back in college. <laughs> I remember the and you OG know the story telling of the story. You the story. You told if it, you've heard you told this before, here. you are truly an OG because this if is you've right heard this story, leave a comment. Oh my yeah. god, if you heard the story. So Tyler was the victim of a uh, rat crime. <laughs> Tyler and I were in a communications class together. And we were learning about different methods of communication, different tactics for getting a message across. So the professor sends a student over to the two of us, our little table. Yeah. And she comes up and she goes, Tyler. And he's surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> Yeah, because we didn't know that the person was sent over, and she goes, uh, "The professor says, gather your things, get out of class." <laughs> Tyler turns white as a ghost. He exits the classroom. <laughs> About a minute, minute and a half passes, and then the teacher sends the girl to go, or a professor sends the girl back on the hallway to get him. Ty I, if I was back Tyler, in. I would go back to my room. I would have said, "Okay, see ya." <laughs> he was like, he, he's like, "Am I getting expelled?" I, I was thinking about calling my mom to ask what I do. So he comes back in and the professor goes, 
what you saw there is an example of using a messenger to deliver a point and how much more powerful that message can come across in that case. Now, I've had Tyler in class before. This is what the professor is saying. And I have no reason to want to kick him out. He's a great kid. It would have to be over something stupid. Maybe Tyler likes cheeseburgers too much or something. Now, my friend Tyler at the time was a heavy set portly fella. He has come a long way. He's lost a ton of weight. The word portly is so fucked. <laughs> the teacher or professor then realizes this and says very quickly, or salads. <laughs> so he so was the victim. He he was the victim of a very accidental rat crime. So happy birthday, Tyler. <laughs> Happy birthday, Todd. That's still one of my favorite stories of all time. It's way it's too good. It's a great story. Uh, all right. I've got a golf rat list. Now, Sam, you don't like golf. You you, you made a note. You don't yeah. like golf. You're not a fan. Golf sucks. Now, Sam, can you tell me, do you know stuff about golf etiquette? Anything. Just n- name me something about golf etiquette. Anything. Uh, you're supposed to let people go past you if you play slow. Sure. There's one. It, when somebody is swinging, what do you do? You don't talk. Easy. You know that, right? Yeah. So the people behind us didn't know that. <laughs> so every every time we'd go to swing, they would be on the green behind us or, or at the tee box. And this dude had maybe the loudest laugh I've ever heard in my life. <clears throat> and so Danny, a good friend. I love a good laugh, partner. man. Like if sure. people if people got a good laugh to him, let him laugh. Sure. But if, if my friend Danny standing over the ball about to hit. And you just hear, ah, super loud. I just see Danny go like this. I just see him fold. And he just goes, oh, he sinks down and he takes a step. Uh, yeah, ratless golf etiquette or the lack thereof uh, for the people behind us. They were the loudest people I've ever seen in a golf course. Also, playing speed golf. So in golf, usually, okay, the person furthest from the hole hits first and you work your way up. Once they got to the ball, they were hit. We were in carts. They were walking. They were keeping up. They, they were, it was crazy. Uh, so ratless them for just completely lack of play right Clearly, clearly. Uh, last ratless for me, guy at the casino yesterday. So I went to the Ooh. casino with one of my good friends. Mm-hmm. I I won one hundred fifty dollars like the fastest I've ever won. Sat down, w. played blackjack, won four hands in a row, and I was like, "Shit, where you retire?" Quit. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't quit, and I played till the end of the shoe, which is the deck, and then they have to shuffle it. And then I was up one hundred fifty. Must have been fifteen minutes. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm standing there watching my friend play. Mm-hmm. He's looking for a table, finally finds an open seat, sits down, and he's playing for a little bit. And this guy comes up to the table, and I guess he had asked them to hold his seat. And he must have been gone for a while because they will hold your seat if you ask them. Like they'll put like a reserve yeah. chip there. And he just like kicks my friend out. What the hell? <laughs> it was so bizarre. And like the dealer even had like this look on his face where he was like, Really, man? Like, okay, I guess, like, I'll, I'll, like, kick him out because I. Oh, the dude. Him. Wait, the dealer or the dude kicked your friend out? The dude did. He was. He came. Oh, he came back and was like, "Well, he like it was like, what the hell is this guy doing in my seat?" Your friend should have just said no. Well, everybody was just confused. Nobody wanted. <laughs> yeah, to, like, I, I guess at that spare. point, it's not worth the scene. Yeah, you're right. That's whack, though. Whack. That, that, that's what I got for today. That's all I got. I got no more ratless. We can wrap up here. Good ratless today. Healthy ratless today. Throwback Ratless, fantastic. Throwback Jeez was elite. Man. Shout out from the laughter. Oh, also, little tidbit yeah. to that. 
His job got him a cake yesterday. Cake was a cheeseburger. Phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. And they don't Tyler. even know the story. <laughs> Did he tell you? Did he text you? He's like, oh, God, look what he happened to me. Chat. He said that he's like, dude, I just can't get away from this. And it was just a cheeseburger <laughs> cake. Said happy birthday. So brutal. So brutal. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I will change it back to the how about them Celtics colors. Super thank great. you for 1,000 subscribers. Still crazy that we hit that so quickly uh maybe you go for two thousand by the end of this calendar year thoughts do you think we get another thousand by the end of the year uh i think that's possible. a good goal i think yeah. that's a good goal let's get hard to 2K. work work I tell agree. you what it's not gonna get any harder than this next month and a half <laughs> yeah, this is terrible we're gonna be strapped for content you guys we have some, some content let me tell well, you well we do we do have some fun things planned actually we so do. we'll have some cool things for you guys but thank y'all for tuning in we appreciate it subscribe to how about them celtics if you have it join the thousand still nuts yeah, <laughs> like thousand strong this, this time last year we were at less than 100 now we're at a thousand Correct. look at us look hard at work us. thank y'all for tuning in make sure to subscribe you will get your ratless merch soon land that i promise uh, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Check out TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. I, I know you're going to go over it too, Sam, mm-hmm. but like we're posting on there now. So go check it out. We're making new content for that. Leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify and leave a comment on YouTube. Always my favorite. I'll let Sam take us home. Hey, hey, yes. Like Jack said, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Join a thousand others. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads this summer. We're keeping you busy, helping you pass the time as you wait for the Celtics to just start playing again. It's a terrible time of year uh make sure you leave a comment leave a like we always appreciate that stuff too it's very helpful to us if you interact with the videos you can find us on spotify and apple you can follow us there you can leave a nice review there as well help us out as for socials at how about them sees twitter instagram tiktok the daily shorts are going up we're putting in the work so tune in it's a little bonus content you don't get on the pods and facebook is just the name of the podcast you can find our live streams there as well as youtube you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's Monambi. You can follow me on Twitter at Samuel France NBA. That's it for us. Check Jacko.